Octa Non Verba is a show that's raw and real, featuring hard-hitting interviews with people that live by the ethos of actions, not words. Marcus Aurelius Anderson is a TEDx speaker, best-selling author, veteran, and leadership and mindset coach. With this show, you get to join Marcus as he goes inside the minds and experiences of the world's most successful warriors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and experts. With each episode, you're going to get the philosophies, concepts, tactics, and strategies these leaders use to turn adversity into victory. Live an extraordinary life based on actions, not words. Now, here's your host, Marcus Aurelius Anderson. This is the day. There is no other day. This is the day. This is the job. There is no other job. This is the job. From Stephen Pressfield's new book, Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. I'm Marcus Aurelius Anderson, and this is another installment of Octonom Verba's Warrior Wisdom. In these shorter solo episodes, I highlight the lessons from warriors past and present in all kinds of settings from the battlefields of Italy, Greece, Japan, and the Middle East to more modern-day warfare, including tactics seen today in business, society, and culture. The reality is this. The world is a battlefield, and to not master these lessons leaves you grossly ill-prepared for the adversity that you will inevitably face in the future. Today's lesson comes from one of the most prolific writers of our time, Stephen Pressfield. For the uninitiated, Pressfield is a former Marine and graduate of Duke University who became an overnight success as a writer after, as he describes, quote, being an abject failure for 30 years, end quote. The reality is that Steve wasn't failing. He was simply doing the work and finding his voice. Pressfield's written bestseller after bestseller in both fiction and nonfiction, including The Legend of Bagger Vance, Gates of Fire, and A Man at Arms. Identifying the omnipresence of resistance, the interior force of self-sabotage that he describes in The War of Art, has saved his own artistic life as well as helped millions of others struggling to find their creative calling and purpose. His novels of the ancient world, including the nonfiction The Warrior's Ethos, are required reading at West Point, Annapolis, and the Marine Corps. His new book is a bestseller in nonfiction as well. It's in the same vein as The War of Art, describing how to become who you want to be by the aptly titled book, Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be. It took Steve nearly 30 years to get his first book published. He was 54 at the time. If you're within the sound of my voice right now, understand. Whatever you're trying to accomplish... It's absolutely attainable if you simply keep going. You can grab copies of Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be, The War of Art, and all of Pressfield's other work anywhere that you buy books. Here are some key takeaways from this new book. One of the repeated themes from this and many of Pressfield's works of nonfiction start with the classic idea of the War of Art, this concept of resistance with a capital R. For reference, The War of Art has been cited by many authors, artists, and leaders as both pragmatic and inspirational, receiving praise from the likes of Tim Ferriss, Ryan Holiday, and Rich Roll, to name just a few. It's sold over a million copies in multiple languages. Here's a quote from The War of Art regarding resistance. Most of us have two lives, the life that we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Resistance cannot be seen, touched, or heard, but it can be felt. It arises from within. It is self-generated and self-perpetuated. The more important a call or action is to our soul's evolution, the more resistance we will feel towards pursuing it. So from put your ass where your heart wants to be, one of the most powerful things that he talks about is setting the intention. Like with the opening quote, this is the day. There is no other day. This is the day. This is the job. There is no other job. This is the job. 
the way that this is written puts everything into perspective. And as I've said before, if everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority. The intention that Pressfield highlights that this is the day, that there is no other day, that this is the job, there is no other job, helps us not only prioritize the things that are truly priorities, it reminds us to give those things our complete, undivided attention. This is my definition of multitasking. The art of screwing up two or more things at once while simultaneously achieving none of them well. And whatever you're trying to do, be it a conversation with a loved one or the work that you must be working towards to accomplish your goal, apply this attention of single-minded focus instead of this glorified form of distraction that is incompetence known as multitasking. Next, you must understand that the work that you're doing, the calling that you've answered, be it to become an entrepreneur, an author, a creative, or an artist of any capacity, is a lifelong endeavor. The pursuit only stops when you stop breathing. To illustrate this hero's journey, Pressfield published a piece written by his hero, pianist James Rhodes. And these are the words from an article that they have in the new book, page 48, Put Your Ash Where Your Heart Wants to Be. Quoting Rhodes, I didn't play the piano for 10 years. A decade of slow death by greed, working in the city, chasing something that never existed in the first place, including security, self-worth, etc. And only when the pain of not doing it got greater than the imagined pain of doing it, did I somehow find the balls to pursue what I really wanted and have been obsessed with since the age of seven to be a concert pianist. Admittedly, I went a little extreme, no income for five years, six hours a day of intense practice, monthly four-day-long lessons with a brilliant and psychotic teacher in Vienna, a hunger for something that was so necessary that it cost me my marriage, nine months in a mental hospital, and most of my dignity and about 35 pounds of weight. And the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is not perhaps the Disney ending that I had imagined. My life today involves endless hours of repetitive and frustrating practice, lonely hotel rooms, dodgy pianos, aggressive and bitchy reviews, isolation, confusion, airline reward programs, physiotherapy, stretches of nervous boredom, punctuated by short moments of extreme pressure, playing 120,000 notes from memory in the right order, with the right fingers, the right sound, the right pedaling, while chatting about the composers and pieces knowing that the critics, recording devices, and my mother goes to the past and everyone else is watching me do so. And perhaps most crushing, the realization that I will never, ever give a perfect recital. I can only ever, with luck and hard work and a hefty dose of self-forgiveness, be good enough. And yet, the indescribable reward of taking a bunch of ink on paper from the shelf at Chappelle and Bond Street, tubing at home, setting the score, pencil, coffee and an ashtray on the piano, and emerging a few days, weeks, or months later to perform something that some mad genius lunatic of a composer 300 years ago heard in his head while out of his mind with grief or love or syphilis, a piece of music that will always baffle the greatest of minds in the world, that simply cannot be made sense of, that is still living and floating around in the ether, that is something that is truly extraordinary. And I did that. In fact, I do that. My continual astonishment after accomplishing it every time. As you can tell by Rhodes' words, it's been a tough road for him, but he wouldn't have it any other way. In fact, in many ways, it parallels the laborious 30 years that Pressfield spent in the pursuit of his craft. Yet they both came to the same conclusion. It was absolutely worth it. Because why? They kept going. Another part that he talks from this book about is this understanding of stoicism. And if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar with stoicism or a fan or you know Ryan Holiday's work. But in Put Your Ass Where Your Heart Wants to Be, 
He disagrees with certain parts of Stoicism. This is on page 86, and I'm going to read what it says. I'm a big fan of Ryan Holiday and his books, blogs, podcasts, etc., about the ancient Stoics and the principles of Stoicism, but I have one bone to pick with him. The primary principle of Stoicism, as I understand it, is that fortune is unknowable, unpredictable, and for sure uncontrollable. The proper providence of a Stoic, therefore, is to strengthen himself mentally and emotionally so that the inevitable glories and catastrophes of life do not crush him to unravel or for him to act in a matter that is unworthy of his higher self. Now, who can argue with that? But here's where he diverges from the path. Pressfield says, I think that you can influence fortune, fortuna, as they say, if by fortune you mean the unknowable will and actions of heaven. I believe that our actions here on the mortal plane not only do not go unnoticed by the gods, but there is a direct, if still unfathomable, connection to these places. In fact, our mantra, put your ass where your heart wants to be, implies exactly that. Now, this is a point that I can absolutely agree with. Many people today don't believe that they have more control or influence over the outcomes of their own lives because they simply give up at the first sign of resistance or adversity. In fact, they often get this backwards. They believe that they can influence or control the events, thoughts, or actions of others, which they really cannot. These things are completely out of their hands. They then mistakenly believe that they cannot exercise more control over their own lives by controlling their own thoughts, actions, and beliefs about those thoughts and the way that they inform them. In other words, they sit on their hands and play the role of the glorified victim. The reality is when you commit 100%, because there is only one level of commitment and that is total, that's when everything begins to align for you. But if you have some half-ass, half-hearted attempt, you will get at best half-ass and half-hearted results. In the end, you truly have to put your ass where your heart wants to be, put skin in the game, give it everything you've got, and that's when the magic happens. Thus endeth the lesson. If you've listened to my most recent interview with Stephen Pressfield, which is the episode before this one, Octonon Verba 106, we talk about all these things and more. And if you haven't heard it yet, go download it now. I think you'll enjoy it. I also had the honor of having Stephen Pressfield on my podcast last year in a special two-part interview series. Octodon Burba 41 and 42. Go back and download those. I think you'll enjoy them very much. And I even talk about an additional lesson on Octodon Burba 43 about the book that we talked about before, The War of Art. I think that if you're a Pressfield fan, all of those podcasts will serve you. Your immediate action items for this episode. Number one, most of us have two lives, the life that we live and then the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. The question for you is this. Where are you experiencing resistance in your life? How is resistance stopping you from living the unlived life within you? Number two, this is the day there is no other day. This is the job there is no other job. The power of setting intentions is great, but we need to dig in deeper to this. You can't outwork a job that doesn't drive you internally. You need to have a deep, profound purpose behind the surface of your work to keep you driving consistently forward. And I've worked with many CEOs and leaders that couldn't consistently stay on their daily routines, workouts, or diets. But when we did the work and unpacked the driving purpose behind their mission and clarified their vision, they had no trouble staying consistent. In other words, they had to be working towards something that they actually gave a shit about. The question that you must ask yourself is, what drives you more than anything? What do you actually care enough about to keep consistent in your routine, workout, and diet? What keeps you disciplined towards this goal? And number three, the last question is this. 
We've seen time and again that fortune favors the bold, as Pressfield mentioned in the book. In this earlier episode, I discussed it as well. So my question to you is, what bold stroke can you take in your life now to put skin in the game, to put your ass where your heart wants to be? When you can find out what that is and you can commit, that's when you will begin to truly see a difference in everything you do. Remember, the greater the dream, the greater the resistance. Until next time, live a life of actions and not words. Live a life of Okta, not Verba. Thank you for listening to this episode of Okta, Non Verba. If this message resonates with you, please share it out with others on social media. Hit that subscribe button and leave a review for the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. To learn more, please go to MarcusAureliusAnderson.com and join his Okta Non Verba Inner Circle to get exclusive content, news, and information. Until next time, remember, talk is cheap. Live your life based on actions, not words.